turning on the voice recorder while I'm driving uh, to get this episode done. So if you hear noise in the background, that is what it is. Um, However, I have been wanting to record this for several days and just, um, you know, due to life, have not been able to get it done. So excuse the sound quality. Um, But yeah, I, I, I just wanted to get this episode out. So with that, I am Shay M. Lawson. You are listening to A Minute of Your Time, a podcast helping entrepreneurs illegally protect their passion and profits. But today's episode will not be about that because the world is not about regular day-to-day business right now. Going from COVID-19 into the brutal murders of two African-American men, um, Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, the country is in tumult right now, um, just to even put it lightly. And so for the past month or so, I can't even put into words the amount of feelings and emotions that black America and now it appears that the rest of America is joining in and being fed up with the senseless killings of individuals simply due to the color of their skin. And there has been a lot of sharing of emotions, a lot of sharing of support. But on today's episode, I am going to talk about what is next. I have been always focused on what is the actual change? What can we do? I want to highlight some things that are different. If you have been following me for a while, you know that I used to have a podcast called The Grind, and it was a fresh perspective on race and diversity in America. And so when Sandra Bland um, was killed, and it was said it was a suicide when Trayvon Martin happened, when um, just so many others happened, I have always been about a two-step process. President Obama just recently talked about it. It's about protest and it's about policy. So protests have erupted after each of these incidents and yet we have not seen any substantive changes in policy, any substantive pushes um, for policy change and finally it seems like that's happening or if it's happened in the past it's happened very incrementally but not but not nationwide and so that is what I want to focus today's episode on just like I said please give me grace in this episode that is as it is not uh highly produced super organized this is off the cuff I'm riding in my car but these are thoughts that I have on on what next steps can be beyond just sharing our emotions and our show of support. And, and I don't want to diminish the fact that so many allies, so many people who are not in the African-American community have finally come forward as allies and, and broken their silence. But now let's step to the plate. Don't just react. I need you to respond. Um, and, and I got that from Matt Ryan and I thought that that was really awesome because he brought up the point of like for years, I have told my teammates, I am with you. This sucks. We do not stand for it. And now has become this breaking point of like, okay, but now what is my response? What am I going to do? And so I'm going to focus that 
um, on today's episode. As always, the show notes are going to be on shayamlawson.com backslash podcast. And I'm going to give some really good uh, resources on things that you can do, action steps that you can take, organizations that you can align with if you are asking yourself what now? What to do now? What can I do more than posting on social media? You may have even joined in a protest and you want to know what your next step should be. That is what today's episode will be. So with no further ado, I'm just going to hop right on into the episode. Uh, I'm an intellectual property attorney and I host a podcast that is about helping people protect their businesses, but uh, we're just not there right now. And if you have been following me online for a while, and I'm going to share the link in the podcast notes, uh, prior to this, I actually had a podcast called The Grind, and it was about race and diversity in America. And I talked a lot during... um, Sandra Bland and Freddie Gray about protesting and now what? We've said her name and now what, right? And so there are so many people who are not in the African-American community who are finally fed up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your shows of support and your Instagram posts. And I know a lot of people that are in my personal network, in my client base that are not African-American have reached out and really some have actively incorporated some next steps, some action items, and some are just asking, how can I support you? Um, Or how can I support the movement right now? And that's really what I want to focus on. So if you are asking what you can do, I am going to give some some clear actionary items that um, you can absolutely attack and go for and support because it has to be a two-pronged process. It cannot just be protest. It has to be policy. There has to be change, right? Because we, when we talk about systematic racism, we are not talking about the systems, addressing the systems, changing the systems, taking down the systems, rebuilding the systems that actually discriminate against us, that actually allow for killers to walk free, that actually allow for us to not be able to move into certain neighborhoods, get loans at banks, do things that would actually bring us on par with the rest of society who does not have our hue, right? And so when we talk about institutional racism, when we talk about systematic racism, we cannot just protest. We need to address the systems and the institutions that perpetuate that racism. And so here are a few things that I think people talk about and that you have probably seen, but nobody is really explaining the impact of them. So number one is reaching out. I am, I'm sure that you have probably seen some call to action that has told you to call somebody, email some legislator, some uh, state lawmaker, the attorney general. I know I myself encouraged a number of people in my network to reach out to attorney general Ellison to bring all four officers up on charges and to increase the the charges against the particular officer who was kneeling on George Floyd's neck, right? And so I know there's a question of, does this really do anything? Does my call matter? Does Is somebody even reading my email? Let me tell you something. When you have a constituency that this is all that they care about, that this is all that they're calling in about, this is all that they are emailing about, you better believe that that is how action happens. Do you think that if this flew under the radar, if people weren't calling, if people weren't demanding, if people weren't protesting, that all of those officers would be brought up 
they would just let this fly under the radar and they would go about business as usual. Ultimately, these politicians want to sit in their seats for as long as possible. And when you as voters, when you as constituents show up in overwhelming numbers saying, this is what I want, should you not move forward on this, you will not have my vote. Let me tell you how they're going to double time because they ultimately want to hold their seats right and so there's only so much power that can be held in um big dollars right because those big dollars do fund campaigns and that is how um certain interests like the nra and other groups like that 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 they hold on politicians because they are financially and fiscally supporting and that's um the need for a pack that supports um, issues of injustice and, and things like that. That's a whole nother video for another day. But the point is, is that money only goes so far and at the end of the day, they are counting on your vo votes to keep them in office. And if they know that they will not have the support of the voter base that is going to keep them in office, they're gonna move the way the voter base is asking them to move because guess what? They are elected and they are elected to represent your interests. So when the overwhelming interest says, this is what we want, it doesn't matter what their personal opinion is. It doesn't matter what party they're in. And, and, and that's another thing. Like I want people to get parties out of their mind. If they, if you are living in a district or a city that has a Republican lawmaker and, and or if you are a Democrat right now and you have a Democrat in office, don't automatically assume that they are acting on your behalf because a lot of them are not so don't let somebody have your vote just because they are democrat because there are a lot of democrats sitting in office not doing a damn thing so let's get that straight right now you hold them accountable to representing your interests they are in that office not to represent their interests big money interests they are there to represent the interests of the people and we are the people so let your voice be heard call email, send letters, show up, follow up, right? And I'm really hyped right now. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't want this to also be mistaken for you need to aggressively call or you need to show up and, and be on fire. No, I'm not saying that at all. The civil conversations can be had about topics. We have enough highly educated, really wonderful, super articulated people that have clearly delineated the details the points the data the stats that support the the changes uh in police reform that we're asking for the changes in the ju judicial system that we are asking for the changes in budget allotments that we are asking for and so do your research pull your materials together i talked about the show notes the ACLU is a wonderful resource. You can go on their site and search by issue and pull up reports, data, statistics, uh, white papers, press releases on each of these issues that are clearly outlined in non-legal terms that everyday people can understand where if you schedule an appointment, if you send an email, something uh, catches your eye, you can be able to articulate it. But guess what? Even if you don't do that, I don't want you to be worried and I don't want you to not send an email because you don't know what to say. It does not need to be fancy. You do not need to be a lawyer or a lobbyist or an activist, you know, a career activist in order to tell your lawmaker that this is important to me. 
this is wrong and I want you to do this particular thing. And if you do not, you will not have my vote. Simple as that. The next thing, so that's number one. Do not underestimate the power of calling, of emailing, of writing, of scheduling appointments with your lawmakers. And you don't have to wait until times right now. You can go build those relationships so that when you do need something, you already have a relationship with them and they know who you are. I would say the next thing on my list that I would tell everybody to do, and I, I want to give some context, rather, I want to give some context behind this, is that everybody's shouting, go register to vote, 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 register, we need to get people registered to vote. Voting is important, yes, I'm going to address that next. But what I want to backtrack to is the importance of registering to vote, period. So when we talk, I, I know my heart was particularly broken and I'm not sure that I actually even ever recover from it when Zimmerman was not charged with the murder of Trayvon Martin, right? And that was a failure of the judicial system. And, but ultimately these things are up to juries and judges. And so I know that it is a running joke that people want to avoid jury service, that you hate jury duty, that you didn't show up for jury duty, that you don't want to be at jury duty. But what people are missing is that when people look that look like us sit on juries, we can get the convictions that people who look like us are looking for in our communities. We cannot sit on these juries we cannot have a say in these convictions until we actually register to vote. And nobody's really talking about that. Nobody is talking about the tie between registering to vote and the ability to sit on a jury. The two are intertwined. You cannot sit on a jury unless you are a registered voter. You cannot sit on a jury unless you show up for jury duty so i don't want to skip past the simple act of registering to vote and how important that simple act is even outside of elections in order for us to get convictions, in order for us to get juries of our peers, of our community, we need to be registered to vote. So now let's move on to my, my last point, which actually is voting. People talk about local elections and how local elections are important, but I don't think anybody has hit the nail on the head as directly as Killer Mike. When he said, your homeboy got unfairly sentenced, when the prosecutor pressed charges and it was some BS, guess what? A lot of these DAs, 
the state attorney general judges who ultimately determine the sentence when it says that you can have a minimum of this and a maximum of that and we know that somebody goes to jail for three months for raping somebody but somebody else has a bag a dime bag of marijuana and goes to jail for five years those judges are who determine the sentences once the jury makes a decision, right? So you can make a decision. You can decide that you are going to convict somebody and um, and the judge could give them a minimum sentence because they, they don't want them to be punished harshly, right? So there's a two-step process. One, we need you on the jury to get the conviction. Number two, we need judges that are unbiased on the bench. And guess what? These judges are elected or these judges are appointed by elected officials. So that now, when we're talking about, you know, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for George Floyd, justice for Trayvon Martin, when we're talking about justice, the judges are determining what that justice looks like in the sentencing. You know, and the people who are picking these judges are either us or other people that we elect. So do your due diligence. Number one, go register to vote. But number two, when you are going to vote, do your research on what's on your ballot. Because on a lot of these ballots that just came up in the past few days and are coming up on Tuesday in Georgia, there are a lot of judges on these ballots that will determine how you are sentenced if you go to court or how these officers are sentenced when they face charges. When we talk about these governor elections, Governor Kemp appoints a lot of these judges here in Georgia. So I don't just want us to get caught up in electing our Congress people, getting Trump out of office. I want us to focus in on the micro issues. Let's not, let's not forsake the micro issues that directly impact the type of justice that we are looking for because of the macro issue of Trump and white supremacy and you know, those kinds of conversation, people who want to distract you about the, the looters and the rioters. And that's, that's some BS. And that's a conversation for another day, because there's clear evidence that people who are not a part of the movement are the people who are primarily responsible for the looting and the rioting. But, but just like I said, that's not today's episode. I want to focus on solutions. So those are my three solutions or what you can do next. If you're an ally and you're wondering what to do next, if you have protested and you are wondering what to do next, the three things that you can do are number one, don't stop calling emailing, going up to the offices of these various elected officials, whether it's Breonna Taylor, whether it's George Floyd, whether it's Ahmaud Arbery, or some other name that hasn't become a hashtag or news article, but it's happening in your community and you know about it, go call email go up to the office let them know that you will get them out of office you your community and everybody else will not vote them back in if they do not move in the direction that represents the people because they're supposed to represent you number two 
don't just register to vote but show up for jury duty explain to people that we cannot get these convictions until juries truly are juries of peers juries of people who represent the population that represent those who are interested in justice we can't skip out on jury duty we can't skip out on registering to vote because until we do that we will not have juries that land convictions and last but not least don't just focus on voting on your congressman and getting trump out of office focus on voting on who you know the state attorney generals are on who these judges are because these are the people who decide to press charges these are the people who ultimately determine sentences. These are the people that are directly uh, impacting the systematic and institutional injustices that protests and protesters are trying to address. So that's really all that I have. There are some incredible resources. Of course, there's so much more that you could do outside of this. You know, there's a lot of talk about police review boards and even changing the way policing looks to get more uh, mental health um, resources and more community policing resources. There are so many different things that you can do. So I don't want this to be mistaken as like the end all be all of, of the next step action items. But these are just the top three things um, that as a lawyer in my perspective are important and I don't want to be missed from the conversation but there are so many things that you can do so continue to research continue to go to reliable sources continue to ask your friends who who have been there are people who have been actively involved even when people weren't upset even when people weren't protesting in the street there were people doing this work so go find those people and ask them how you can be helpful or what you can do next but these are just ways that you can start and so I just always want to be a resource I don't just want to be a resource um you know in in good times I want to be um a resource that people can look to as best as I can in times of tumult I, I can't even get my words together but you know in tough times as well so um you know that's today's episode I know it's really rough um but I wanted to get it done I needed this to be said um and and I hope that this helps somebody so you know just please just share with your network somebody who's asking what to do next I, I just like I said I'm, I'm glad that people are fed up it's crazy that it's taken to 2020 and all 50 states to go into protest but it is what it is right and so now that people are fed up and people are showing support and people are speaking out and standing out and you want to know what you can do next here's a few things. <laughs>